0: God is a good God, and God's a powerful God, and God is not somebody that's sleeping. God is not just a figment of your imagination. All you see and everything around you, like I said the other Sunday morning, is a reflection of God's mind and who he is. You go outside, you can't make an excuse that there's no God. You look in the sky, birds are flying, animals are running around. Don't tell me there's not a God. He's a powerful being. He's alive, Sister Ethel, and he loves us. And his, 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 his power is so real. I'm starting to realize something about my faith. My faith has to grow. I have to understand that I'm not going to stay where I'm at for 20 years. There's something that has to change in my heart. Man, I feel the presence of God. Something has to change in my life, my attitude toward God, my, my, my perspective toward God, everything about what God is, I have to grow. My faith has to change and learn, and grow, and see him more clearly than I've ever saw him. God is calling us to grow. He's calling us to learn. He's calling us to receive of his word, and I've been stuck on that a lot lately. And I'm, I'm, I might sound like a broken record. God's word is settled in heaven. It's not going to change. It's not going to change for me. It's not going to change for you. It's still going to be God's word. Man, I feel the presence of God. It's still going to be God's word. It's not going to change. As much as religion today tries to change it, as much as preachers and people try to change it, it, there's no change of it. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, I learned a little bit about what God is by the book of Acts. You find out that God is a powerful God, a healing God, a delivering God, a raising of the dead God. The great things that we see in the book of Acts should be here in my life, in your life. We should be believing God for things that man can't produce. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you for tonight. God, as I get ready to preach this little message, God, I pray that faith rise up in our hearts. That we can know your power and know your presence. Jesus, I mean, somebody say, I want to change. <laughs> I want to grow. Anybody here want to grow in the Lord? Amen. I don't know about you, but I've been serving the Lord 30 some years and I ain't grown enough. Maybe this way. <laughs> God is calling us to grow. He's calling us to learn. There's so much to learn, y'all, about Jesus, about the Father. There's so you want to learn about the Holy Ghost. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking that sometimes we're we just stuck in the ditch. And we're trying to touch God, but we, do, we, we can't get out of our box. We can't get out of our, our Christianity that we see today. Now, now I'm not talking about true Christianity. I'm talking about the just common Christians that go to church and they just want to sit and, and just want to let the preacher do the job and, and the singers do the job and, and whatever they say is good enough for me. That's not what I'm talking about, seriously. Everyone in this church listen to me good, has the responsibility of growing in the Lord. I can't make you grow. I can't make it happen for you. You have to receive what? God's word. It has to be there in your life. You have to grow. I feel the presence of the Lord. Y'all, I don't know what it is. I know what it is, the Holy Ghost. It's about learning about Jesus, huh? <laughs> What does Jesus see? How does he feel? What does he want us to be part of? How does he want to change our lives? I've always said this years ago, and, and, and it's still good today. We need to see with his eyes. And we need to hear with his ears. Because if we're hearing with the preacher's ears and eyes, then we messed up. We have to hear. And I feel the presence of God tonight. Y'all listen to me. We have to see with his eyes, and we have to hear with his ears. I want to preach a message I call mountain faith. And and Jesus is walking with his disciples and he sees a fig tree. Remember that story in the Bible? And all of a sudden, Jesus looks at that fig tree and he curses it because he couldn't find no figs on it. Because the figs wasn't ready. there wasn't ready to produce any figs. People say, why would Jesus curse a fig tree that doesn't have fruit when it's not supposed to? Come on, it was an act of faith and trying to teach his disciples that you can believe God for anything, in season and out of season. Listen to me tonight, praise God. It doesn't matter. Jesus can produce figs on a tree when it's not supposed to be there. And he wants us to learn that because we have to look at God that way. We have to look at God in a perspective of faith, knowing that he is, and he's a reward of them. that. How many have heard those scriptures? Years and years and years. People heard it over and over again. And I'm guilty because I haven't, I didn't really catch a hold of it till now. To what God started teaching me the principles of what faith does. Let me tell you something. Faith is powerful. Come on. Faith moves God. Huh? You're looking for an answer. All he says, whatever you ask in faith, believe it and you'll have it. If you're hurting tonight, if there's something in your life that you need to be healed of, God is a healer, spiritually and physically. He never fails us. He's always there for us. My God, I feel like preaching a little bit tonight, praise God. I don't know about you, but this excites me to know there's a real God. He's alive, brother, and he's alive and he's ready to do whatever we ask him to do. As long as we believe, walk in his commandments, do it. Listen, the other day I got a scripture out of, and I was struggling. Our business was a little slow, and the Lord says, As long as you obey my commandments, as long as you obey my word, I'll bless your field. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I told, I told Janice that, I said, I said, God said he would bless our field in in in, in, the, in rainy seasons and not in the rainy seasons. See, we, God is not a slight concerning his promises as some men count slightness. Abraham once addressed the city about, about that same incident, about Abraham's faith. believed God. Told Abraham that he was gonna have a, a child, Sarah. Now look, you got to look at the circumstance. Sarah wasn't in the baby producing business. She was past age. Oh, Abe wasn't ready to, (laughs) come on. He was old too. Listen, I don't want no more children. And if it happens, we're going to have a Sarah and Abraham experience. Hallelujah. That's what it's going to (laughs) be. But it's time that God had to believe. He had to believe God for something that God had spoken to him. Anybody up tonight? He had to believe that something that God spoke to him. So I'm going to give you a child with Sarah. Come on, somebody. I said, I'm going to give you a child with Sarah. Sarah said, well, I'm too old. Let's go get uh, Hagar. She's young and she's going to maybe have a child with her. And, And you know what? Today, because Abraham disobeyed God. The Jewish people are still fighting Hagar's uh, children. The Arab people. Some of the worst decisions. said, so, no, I'm going to give you a son with Sarah. Come on, somebody. But Sarah's old. <laughs> Sarah's dried up. Have you saw her lately, Lord? <laughs> Sarah don't have it. What's wrong? No, he didn't question God. Well, he did for a little while. But he had to he had to get back on track and apply that fate where it belongs. Amen. How many of you had doubt in your life? Don't lie, everyone. In here. <laughs> Pick your hand up. <laughs> Unbelief. You know, sometimes God says things that don't make any sense. Come on, telling uh, Peter, get out the boat. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me come to you. Peter got out and he walked on the water. Oh, but he sunk, but he walked on water. Come <laughs> so on. He saw the storms. He got scared. He got, and he, he sunk. But at least he walked on the water. See, Peter had to learn a lesson. You're going you to have to keep your eyes on Jesus. See, you might be going through something, and listen to me, and you might be facing something that you, it's hard to overcome, but you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. I'm tired of looking at the storm. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I'm tired of looking at the troubles. I told you, I said, we need to live our lives one day. Don't take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow won't take thought for the things of itself. We need to pass that, praise God, and say, God, I'm coming to you in faith. You said it, I believe it, and it's settled, right? Hallelujah. Somebody say, Amen, I'm in church tonight. <laughs> All right. Turn with me to Mark chapter 11, real quick. Now, religion does this with this verse. When Jesus said, Let me read it to you, but when Jesus says, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, how big is a mustard seed? No bigger than this. Look, he knows. <laughs> No bigger than this. If we can operate in a mustard seed faith, you can do those things that are impossible. And I'm not preaching just to make words up, it's the truth. People say, Well, he didn't really mean a mountain. Yes, he did. For mountains in your way, and you believe God? Listen, I'm starting to get crazy with my faith. Because you know what? I'm starting to see that God wants us to, to extend that faith out. A have seed is very small. Listen, most people use the ministry of seed sowing. And, and you ever heard that? And they use the ministry of seed sowing. And what they say that, they'll put a seed in the ground. And if the seed is dormant, other words, if there's no water, there's no sunlight, it won't grow. But when it gets light, it gets water. Let me go trees in California, oh, uh, grow 300 feet, I forgot. The redwoods, they say it came from a seed no bigger than that. I said, man, how? How in the world are you gonna get a tree 300 feet from a little seed that small? It's it's impossible in the natural. I mean, God has produced and put information in that seed that it become a 300-feet tree one day. What about the seed of faith in your heart? Can you produce with your faith a 300-feet tree? (laughs) Come on. I'm telling you. Listen, I'm starting to see some stuff in my own personal life. I'm not talking about anybody. Me. Us. Me. I came up with that word a couple of weeks ago, y'all. Uses. We're the problem. Uses. You ain't going to find that in the dictionary. Uses is the problem. Uses is the reason why we don't have victory. Uses is the reason why we stay depressed. Uses is the reason why we're defeated constantly, day after day after day. Uses. Uses is the problem, right, mom? And we need to learn that if uses ever get right... (laughs) And start understanding that God's word is powerful. And his word is, faith in his word is powerful. That's all that really matters. Praise God. Listen, listen, I've learned to say, God said it, that settles it, and it's finished. If God has promised me something in his word, it's there. If he says I can have it, if it's written in his book, it's sure. God's word is amen. You know what I'm saying? And yes. I mean, that's what his word is to the believer. Amen. Uh, my thing is, how much of the word do we know? Come on, I, I exercise every morning, believe it or not. <laughs> and I listen to it. I got about 10, 12 minutes. I put it there and I listen. I'm, I'm riding right my, was it contraption mode? Exercise bike, uh, whatever you call it. But the, and I'm listening. And so many times Jesus has activated his word. You know, we've read it for years. Most of y'all have read it for years. But how many know that's what life is about is what Jesus spoke? That's the only thing that matters. And we read it, you know, just for religious practice or just say we we read it because we're Christian. and, And, you know, we miss over all the powerful word that Jesus has spoken to us. Because he's trying to teach us the lesson of faith. He's trying to teach us to believe him. I'm going to tell you some stuff about, I don't know, six years ago, Jan, I guess. Man, I, I, my back started hurting. I'm telling you, but I never felt that in my life. And you know what? My wife had to help me take a bath. That's how bad it was. I couldn't get out. I didn't know what it was. You know, you never you let you think about all kinds of stuff. Maybe a kidney, maybe a a slip disc. I don't know. And I was praying uh, three days. I, it was horrible. The only way I could sleep is I uh, put my head on the, head, the corner of a, 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 a bed. That was it. Any other way it was just pain, 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 pain. Never went to the doctor though. I'm not knocking doctors, but I didn't go. Waiting on God. And you know what? I I, I prayed. I got on my knees, and I cried out to God. And you know, it's one of those help me prayers. (laughs) Help me, God. I needed God to touch me, y'all. I needed the Lord to touch my body. And I got up, and my wife's there. I'm not lying to you. I got up, and I went to my office in Lafayette. I was running the office, and I'm not joking. The minute I put my foot on that step, that's like a wind would have passed, Brother Kevin the pain left and you talk about feeling like a brand new man it just get just left and i said god is powerful i've had some testimonies of people that have went pray for uh, i saw god move i saw god heal cancers i saw god with a little lady that means james would go pray at the uh the women abuse clinic over there the faith house that's what it was and the little girl was blind she couldn't hardly see. If you could see, it was very little. And her mama was gonna take her in two weeks from that time we, to bring her to the hospital and fix her eyes. And me and Janice prayed for her. And she started picking things off the floor. You should have saw that. <laughs> I mean, she started. And, and I got a call from my mama. She didn't need no surgery. Eyes were perfectly healed. I thought to myself, "Why? What's wrong with us? Why can't we believe God for those kind of things?" Is God sleeping? Is God not as powerful as He used to be? (laughs) He's a miracle-working God. Let me read this before I forget. (laughs) In verse Mark chapter eleven, verse twenty-two. Did y'all turn there already? Okay. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Wait, now, big deal. Oh, it's a a very big deal. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Listen, I'm not particularly fond of these faith preachers you have today. That's not what I'm talking about at all. Because they're nothing but filthy lucrants, money-grubbing, greedy, spiritual pimps. They're sucking people out of money. They're making people believe in a faith that's not according to God's word. Because the only thing that the person that's getting rich is them. Come on, somebody. And God is calling us, and I'm not picking on nobody, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. This faith is a personal thing, okay? It's not, it's not to make you rich. It's to get you to know God. It's to get you to follow him and to obey his word. That's what the faith I'm talking about is. I'm spinning him. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm giving me some. I'm going to pass some little winter wipe of deals. Poor <laughs> Yvette the other day, man. I was preaching, man. I was, I was just letting it fly, man. The spit was flying all over the place. <laughs> and look, Yvette said, you got to get us some uh, some of those glasses with which you on." <laughs> but anyhow, the faith that God is speaking in us tonight is a faith that is strong. And it's a foundational faith. It's something that it gives you the ability to stand for God. I've been here in this church a long time. I've, I've came here. My hair used to be black. <laughs> you remember? I remember. I remember I was telling <laughs> But was that small. I mean, he didn't grow too much. So he's <laughs> and I, could, I had a picture. Calvin, you wouldn't believe it. man. It was me. <laughs> I had my guitar. This same guitar right here. Right here. And I remember songs about fate. I remember songs about, you know, all songs. Amazing grace. Oh, uh, at the cross, at the cross where I first saw. Things like that, praise God. There was just something about stirring the, a heart of fate. And God wants to rise that up. He wants us to stir the, 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 the heart of fate. He wants us to believe us for the unbelievable. When you're going to leave here tonight, or maybe tomorrow, or sometime this week, you're going to have to challenge that faith. And you're going to have to say, God, something's going to come your way. Something you're going to have to deal with. And he's going to say, God, I'm going to believe the the word that you spoke because you said it, okay? The mountains of faith. Jesus said it like this. He said, Have faith in God, for surely I say unto you, whosoever says to this mountain... Did he, what is he, was he really talking about a real mountain? Yes. Now, we use the idea of spiritual mountains and mountains in our lives. You ever heard that kind of preaching? And there's this truth to that. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, we all got mountains, okay? Hills, we got to cross over and stuff. But I think Jesus met a real mountain. The power of that word can move a mountain. Listen to me, pray. I'm not making this stuff up. I didn't write this. <laughs> he did. The power to believe God to move a mountain. Listen, I, we had went to Tennessee, me and Janice, a few years back, and we went visit them old churches and, 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 and hills over there. Listen, I could almost I could hear them old preachers preaching, you know what I'm saying? Old mountain preachers. And I could almost hear them preaching. It's like when we went in the churches, and it was some old churches. They had benches. you know. It wasn't like this, but they had some benches, some old-fashioned benches. They had a pipe sticking up in the middle of the ceiling for the heat. Oh, man, I told Janice, I said, man, there must have been some preaching going on in these little churches, man. I said, the gospel must have been flying all over the place. And it was mountain preachers, people that would preach. Listen, they had to preach against the moonshiners. They had to preach against the, the feuding, all that other stuff going on. That, uh, what's that, uh, the feuding family? Uh, Hatfields and McCoy type stuff. And God, and I'm pretty sure some of them might have <laughs> lost their lives. I don't know. But they were mountain preachers. <laughs> and they were preaching in some hard stuff. Moonshining, gun-toting, feud-fighting. I mean, everything probably they had in them. But I can, I can about imagine, men of God will call and they were out there preaching the gospel. They were mountain preachers. Maybe that's why we should be mountain preachers. Come on, somebody. Maybe we should believe in mountain faith. Oh, you're not listening to me. <laughs> Maybe we should believe in mountain faith. Maybe we should have mountain faith if we want to see victory in our lives. God is calling us to challenge our faith tonight. And he wants us to listen and observe his word and say, God, you said it. That settles and it's finish." There's nothing else that matters. Amen. Let me finish reading this to you, okay? Be removed, what? The mountain. And be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. I study a little bit sometimes, and I, 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 try to, I try to compare what it was to what it is. You ever heard that said? And I asked a brother one day, he was a preacher, I said, is your church a Book of Acts church? He said, no. No. And it's not that he don't want it. I, I, I could see his heart. Really, I could. I, I've noticed his heart. I Good brother in the Lord. I, he wants to see that, Sister Kathy. He wants to see the, the book of Acts come back again. People saw some powerful stuff in that book. I mean, things were happening. I mean, you can't explain away naturally. I mean, the dead being raised. I mean, eyes of the blind being opened. I mean... I mean, things was just so powerful. I mean, I look at that and I compare and I say, God, are we that kind of church? And I'm not saying, I'm not knocking people's faith. I'm, I'm talking about personally, okay, as, as, as the pastor. I, I want to see people overcome, okay? I want to see them have victory in their lives. And sometimes the circumstances are going to be hard. And when the whole world's coming against you, God loves you. Come on, somebody. God as a child promised you. I told somebody that one day, and, I, and I'm going to write this on a, on, 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 on a bumper sticker. That's what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to put it on a bumper sticker. Fear is faith in the devil. Faith is fearing God. Come on, somebody. Fear is faith in the devil. Faith is fearing God. One of you might come back to me with say, I might tell you No but let my children ask me and don't tell me you wouldn't do the same thing (laughs) because they're my children because it's my sons or my daughters. I'll go backwards if I can to help them because I have a relationship with them. A covenant It's called grace, grace, grace. And God looks at you the same way and more so. Because you're his daughter or his son. Because your daughter is his son, he's going to do things he's not going to do for that world. Come on, somebody. That's part of being in God's family. That's part of being God's child. He's made promises to you that he's going to keep. Because of his grace. Because of faith in his word. Because of who he is. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. God loves you. He wants to bless you. You're his child. And he wants you to believe what he says. Put your faith in God. Put your faith in God. Have faith in Jesus. Don't believe what I say. (laughs) Go look for yourselves. See what God promised you for yourself. Find out the promises of God yourself. Right now, my faith has never been what it is. And I'm just saying that because I had to... Just just believe God. Just say, God, is is settled, God. It's just settled. I need mountain faith. You need mountain faith. Faith to move mountains. Faith to see prayer against some circumstances that need to be fixed by God. Things that man can't explain. God is faithful. Come on, somebody. God is faithful. God loves you. And he wants to bless you. Jesus said in this little passage right here, and I'll just finish reading it. Well, in the beginning, when he said, Jesus answered him, have faith in God. Not in me. <laughs> Not in this church. Faith in God. Come on, somebody. Faith in God. That'll preach, man. Have faith in God. What does that mean? He said, put your complete trust and your ple- complete submission to him and trusting completely what he said that's what he's talking about not wavering with through unbelief but holding to the promise of god have mountain faith how many are going through something today how many dealing with something do you want it out of the way believe me it's not up to me to get it out you have to do it you have to say god i'm trusting you and God, I'm trusting you, that mountain's out of the way, whatever it is. And it could be a spiritual mountain. But whatever's facing you tonight, whatever the circumstance is, whatever you're dealing with, God loves you, and he's going he's to take care of it. But you have to say, you remember the woman with the issue of blood? I read this, I didn't, I didn't read it tonight, but I had read it, I was going to say something about it. She was bleeding for 12 years. you know that happened to me? I went in a house, and I was bringing some limestone. And, and, and the, the man that I bought the limestone had a wife, and she was bleeding for 12 years. I ain't lying to you. My wife's right there. She was bleeding for 12 years. Don't ask me why God put me in that. I prayed for her. I don't know if she was healed or not. Seriously. But I, I had that kind of experience. The lady, the lady had been bleeding for 12 years, and I prayed for her. But Jesus, this woman came and said, You wanted to touch the hem of his garment. She didn't have to look in his face or nothing, just grab his clothes. And the minute she'd done that, virtue came out of him. He recognized it right away. He said, disciples said, said, somebody touched me. He said, Lord, they're they tugging on your clothes, man. They're they pulling on your, what do you mean, who touched you? He said, this one touched me with faith. He said, virtue had come out of him. It means power had come out of Jesus. And Jesus recognized it all of a sudden. Did somebody touch me in faith? And she was healed. And he addressed her and said, Says, your faith has made you whole. All through scriptures, all through the word of God. Anytime you act upon faith in God, things happen. Everything you see. From Noah, from Daniel, from Paul, Silas, I can think of all the stories. That's just popping in my head right now. They operated on faith. How many have financial problems? <laughs> how many How many have physical problems? Okay. How many got marital problems? <laughs> Don't hallelujah. <laughs> They're going to think we messed up. <laughs> God can fix them. Amen. How many are looking for an answer tonight? Praise God. My main emphasis tonight should get you to trust in the Lord have mountain faith have mountain faith have mountain faith have mountain I'm gonna sound like a broken record have mountain faith believe God that's the name of the message of mountain faith for those over the, that listening over the internet right now we want to pray with you and pray with y'all that are here stand up a minute praise God we're going to just ask the Lord to show us how to have mountain faith okay. Abraham was looking for a promise looking for a city where the building maker was God and he didn't slack concerning the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith the Bible says whatever he believed God whatever God promised he was more than able to perform it is that the same for us doesn't God require that of us to believe, to have faith? And I'm at that point right now in my own life. I'm not basically talking, but me. I'm responsible for faith, having faith in the Lord. I am responsible. It's not your responsibility. It's mine. I, if, I, if I'm lacking faith today, it's not your fault. It's my fault. It's not God's fault. Not even the devil's fault. Because I refuse to believe. I refuse to acknowledge that God's word is is stronger than my unbelief. That God's God's word is stronger than doubt. God's word is stronger than sickness and disease and financial problems. Come on, I feel the presence of God. And we need to hold to him, to his word. And I thank God that we, we try and... As the Holy Ghost give us to, to, to strengthen your faith, that's the main purpose. Really, since I come back, that's all God has been putting in my heart to tell people to believe me and to trust in my trust in my word. That's what He's been. That's all. That's the whole the whole thing. since seven, eight months since I came back, it was that emphasis on trusting God, having faith in Him. We love everybody here, but really. I can't help you grow spiritually. I can tell you what God says. Seriously. I can can give you a word as a messenger, but I'm not the message. But you have to receive that food that you get in the night and apply it to your walk with God. I sat up here in this church for a long, long time. Good people, man. Love the Lord. Men of God that love Jesus. And you know what? I can still remember some messages that were spoken here. And I can still remember, and it's still ringing in my ear. I share them with people. When I go to church somewhere, uh, I'll tell them stuff that I learned here. Because it was, a, it was a seed that was planted. But now, I've been watering that seed, Sister Cat. <laughs> and I let a little sun hit it. And right now, it's changing my life. It's changing my life, Kevin. Seriously, brother. I've, I've never been more attentive to God's Word now in knowing that He said it. And whatever He said, it's... How many of you know what God says? Listen, we, we all do... I, wanna, I don't have them more, but I'm going to go get some more, Jen. I was passing the promise books out. And all that is is just scriptures on every, everything you're dealing with. If you have a marital problem, financial problems, health, whatever... It's just the Word of God, just scriptures back to back, no, no commentary, nothing. If you're dealing with depression, it tells you what the scriptures say about depression. If you're dealing with health problems, it, I need, I'm going to put some more in here. I gave them all away. I gave them all away. And you know what? I believe that was an opportunity to plant the Word of God into people. And I want to see it come back. <laughs> I, I like testimony. I like the testimony. But look what God did for me today, Brother Lanny. Look how God blessed me today. Look, look how God took care of me today. I love that kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. I need that testimony in my own life. I need you to tell me what God is doing for you. I need you to tell me what God, the change God has made in your life. Because I, I need it. We're salt to one another. You know what I'm saying? You know, we're light to one another. We, 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 we encourage one another when we tell what God has done. If God is for us, who's going to be against us, right? If God is for you, who's going to be against you? If God is for you according to his word, who's against you? I don't care what the devil does. If you got this. <laughs> he hates this book. He hates it with a passion. Because, you see, not, you can pick up a, a, a National Enquirer in Walmart. It won't tell you about the devil. Or, not, uh, or Reader's Digest or whatever. they did. I don't know what they used today. But this book will tell you about him. He's a liar and the father of all lies, a deceiver. He comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. Listen, you don't have to live defeated. Jesus has the answer. Amen? Amen. God, help us. Lord God, thank you for tonight, Father. I just thank you that your word is real. And, Father, that you're showing us how to live for you. God, help me, God, to to, to grow in faith. Help us to grow in faith, to understand that we need to draw close to you, Lord God, to, to, to hear your words, to hear your spirit. In Jesus' name.